Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. We just want to take a second to tell you guys about Unique Vintage. So Unique Vintage was founded by a woman for women in celebration of the iconic flirty fashion of the past designs to help you stylishly take on today's world. So there's everything from endlessly chic dresses, skirts, and tees to shoes, accessories, and swimwear. UniqueVintage.com's fully inclusive line empowers the fashion risk taker in all of us. And I think that's definitely true, at least the pieces that I got. I felt that way. So they have like vintage-inspired, ready-to-wear fashion, a lot of different things. I personally got this really cool bathing suit cover-up. It's almost like a sheer skirt that I never would have thought to get, but it was so cool. And like I've already worn it twice this summer. They also have fully inclusive size ranges from extra small to 5X, which is amazing. It's also high quality, highly affordable. So whether you're like going to the pool or a summer party, uniquevintage.com has your look covered no matter where you're headed. The whole thing is kind of like to redefine unique. And I completely get that vibe from these clothings. It's based in uh, Los Angeles, California. Just an interesting fact to note. So if you're interested, if you want some cool clothes, check out uniquevintage.com today for 20% off your first order by using promo code CBC. Again, that's uniquevintage.com with promo code CBC for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, now let's start the show. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And what a week. Okay, full disclosure, let's just tell them what's going on here. We just finished recording our Kardashian bonus episode, which at the time of recording this had just aired. So our energy is still unbelievably riled up from that. (laughs) I'm like, I still feel like I'm ready to fight on every like news story we have, but none of them are like... It really like harshly opinionated. I know. Story. I just like turn around and feel like I see Tristan like behind me. I don't know. It's it's a very and, like, weird. And like I'm like on the offensive. Yeah, it's a very it's a very weird situation. Anyway, um, so if you haven't listened to that and you're looking for a full Jordan Gate breakdown, listen to that because we went into it. But there's a lot of good news stories this week, so let's get into it, shall we? We shall. So before we even start, we just want to pay tribute to Gloria Vanderbilt. She is, I mean, an icon, an artist, author, actress, everything, but also Anderson Cooper's mother. And she passed away this weekend from stomach cancer. She was 95 and it was really emotional. I don't know. I felt like it's one of those deaths where when it happens, everybody collectively kind of just like sighs. Yeah. I think it's one been so public of how close her and Anderson are. 
um, or were. And he, you know, I don't, everybody feels like this, or at least I do, like kind of an emotional connection to Anderson. And I just felt for him. So totally. And the backstory of her is just so interesting and intriguing. If you have time, like definitely look into it. Cause she had an insane and incredible life. Yeah. I mean, talk about a fucking powerhouse woman. So next news story, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, as you guys all know, a couple of weeks ago, they randomly decided to tie the knot in Vegas at a very spur-of-the-moment ceremony that was live-streamed by Diplo. <laughs> and what a drama that was. And what a drama that was. Also, for anyone, like, still confused about that situation, there's, like, no actual beef between them. Like, they're completely friends with Diplo. I think it was just a joking situation that, that the media really ran with, saying that there was an issue there, but there, there really wasn't. Yeah, so let's just keep that straight. But anyway, so they are in Paris right now. And if you remember, when they had talked a couple months ago about their, what, how, their plans for marriage, Sophie said, you know, we're thinking about having a summer wedding in Europe. So, and just just in case you're keeping track at home, it is currently summer and they are currently in Europe. Yeah, so things are really measuring up well. They posted at the exact same time in very Nick and Priyanka fashion a picture of them kissing in front of the Eiffel Tower with the exact same caption. And then Nick and Priyanka started posting in Paris. Everyone's in Paris. The comments are like, can't wait to see you. So, pretty much we have confirmation that they're getting married, presumably next week in Paris. Correct? Because of because Dr. Of. Phil. Yes. So me and Julie are scrolling for comments yesterday and we're on Sophie's and we see. As we usually do. <laughs> and we see Dr. Phil to, on their picture. Easy now. One week to go. Ha. Huh? See you at the wedding. And I texted Julie. I'm like, did Dr. Phil just break a story? <laughs> I think that no one was surprised that they were there. Like if you look at all of the comments when they initially posted that picture prior to the Dr. Phil comment, it was like, oh my God, congratulations. We're so happy for you. It definitely wasn't a secret. Um, and also the, the family's been posting in Paris. But I, I think Dr. Phil definitely spilled a little tea there. And this is how crazy we are. Um, Joe and Sophie both follow us. So we're like, do you think we shouldn't do it? Like, do you think they're not going to be happy that we like blew up blew up their spot? And then it's like, okay, first of all, this picture has been up. The comment's been up for 15 hours. They didn't delete it. Like, there's no way that us posting this is going to yeah. break the story. Like, whoa, we are giving ourselves way too much credit. But we did have that internal moment. Sometimes of like, we need to do a little reality check. Yeah. Also, I find it incredibly respectful of Joe and Sophie to do their wedding in Paris during Paris Fashion Week. Mm -hmm. That's just good planning. I They're very respectful. Do your wedding in Vegas while everyone else is in Vegas. Do your wedding in Paris while everyone else is there. That's just good manners. They did not take a note out of Nick and Priyanka's book. No, <laughs> no. Okay, let's move on to the third news story. So this was the Bella Thorne, Whoopi Goldberg drama that, I mean, seriously went viral. Let me give a little backstory to anybody that's confused. Basically, there was a hacker that was threatening to leak Bella's nudes. And she was kind of fed up with the whole thing. And as a way to say, fuck you, she posted not only the text interactions between her and this hacker, but also she literally posted her nudes on Twitter and wrote, fuck you and the power you think you have over me. Which before we even get into the rest of the story, what a power move that An is. An amazing move. Like, oh my God, I could not have more respect for Bella Thorne in that situation. I completely agree. It's not something we see a lot or ever, really. No. And also the thing with Bella Thorne is like, She's so vocal and so proud of her body and who she is that she was like, you know what? If I'm going to talk about this, then let me own up to it. And it was it was an amazing and, in, in my opinion, incredibly respectful move, respectable move for her. Also, like, if you're that hacker. Yeah, like, oh, my God, you're the worst hacker ever. You're the, yeah, you're like, fuck. Like, <laughs> time to go hack someone else. Yeah, seriously. So, obviously, this was the big story, and that's why The View was talking about it. So, on The View, Whoopi Goldberg said, and I quote, 
If you're famous, I don't care how old you are, you don't take nude pictures of yourself. Once you take that picture, it goes into the cloud and it's available to any hacker who wants it. And if you don't know that in 2019, then that, that, that if you don't know in 2019 that that's an issue, I'm sorry. So Bella then took to her Instagram story, basically posting probably six slides of her just she was really in hysterics. Like she was crying, but I said to Julia, I was like, I think she may be having like a little bit of like an anxiety attack or panic was. attack. She was having trouble like catching her breath as she was explaining the story. And she was basically saying that Whoopi was slut shaming her and that like, she's like, I already feel so terrible at myself. I already hate the fact that like my shit is out there for everybody to see. Now you're going to pile on top of me and make me feel guilty for even taking them in the first place. Like if I want to share pictures with someone that I love, I should be allowed to do that. Or not even that she loves. If she wants to share pictures with anybody, it's her own prerogative, it's her own body. She can share those pictures the way she wants. Um, and what Bella was saying as she was comparing it to is she was saying, you know, Whoopi's saying to me that I deserve to have my photos leaked because I took them in the first place is the same thing as somebody saying, you know, you deserve to be raped based on what you're wearing or because you were asking for it, which is obviously so wrong and so incorrect. Um, so a lot of people really took to Bella's side and supported her and, and was saying, like, we support you 100%. That's your right to take whatever photos you want. It's your right to do with your body what you want. Whoopi Goldberg has no right to tell you what you should or shouldn't be doing. On the other hand of that, people were also went on the side of like, I think there's a little bit of a misunderstanding here. I think what Whoopi's point was more of a um, reflection of technology and this age in technology than Bella herself taking those photos. And it was it was more like, Bella, you... It, in my opinion, it wasn't, or in other people's opinion, it wasn't like, Bella, you shouldn't be taking those photos because then you're going to get hacked. It was more like, we know that hackers don't care who you are, how old you are. They are going to hack you, and they don't care who you are when they're releasing your photos. Um, the part that I took issue with and what Whoopi said is there was a part where she said after that, where she said, um, but if you, uh, essentially alluding to the fact that Bella's Thorne's personality and her persona leaves her more open to being hacked than other people. That's the part that I had issue with. That she was basically saying, well, you know, the way you present yourself, you open yourself to being hacked. That part I had issue with and that's where I, you know, connect that back to the slut shaming. The part about technology, I think, was was Whoopi Goldberg's honest opinion about technology and not so much Bella. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with everything you just said. Bella said, um, and I'm and I'm quoting, Dear Whoopi, I've loved you for so long, but honestly, I'm so displeased and saddened by your response. Blaming girls for taking photos in the first place, I'm it's sick and honestly disgusting. She also then said in one of her like tearful stories that she was supposed to go on the view to promote her new book, but that she canceled the appearance because she felt so attacked and like disappointed in what Whoopi was saying. And she's like, I don't want to be sitting there by a bunch of older women who are going to be looking down at me for kind of just celebrating my body, basically. The whole thing was super intense. Um, She then took to Instagram Bella and posted a series of DMs that she got from her famous friends, some of Logan Paul, Lucy Hale, Lily Rose Depp, Harry Hudson, Madison Beer, Zendaya. I mean, there was a million of them that basically said, you know, like, we are so proud of you for standing up and we support you. And I wonder, just like logistically, if she had to get their permission to post that and if they said it was okay or not. Yeah. I wonder. I could totally see her doing it without – like, I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I don't know. I um, I think that when you send a message like that, especially in support, they were fine whether it was posted or not. But I don't know if she got permission. I'm just so curious yeah. about that. I don't know. The whole thing was – to me, what I took from this story was more so the power move that she did with the hacker. Like, that's the part yeah. that I can't get over. Like, what if, what an inspiration. Like, whether or not you like the girl. I mean, you know that I have – anybody who listens to this podcast knows that I have a full-blown fascination with Bella Thorne that is 
just bizarre, honestly. But so this one, I was like, yes, girl. Like, no, I it. thought Bella was totally in the right here. Even, even I thought her reaction was completely warranted. She felt very attacked and very upset. And even her reaction after the fact was warranted. Um, but the initial move by her, I thought, was just such a power move. And, like, good for her for taking the power away. I wonder, though, if Whoopi, I don't know, maybe we should have done our research on this. I don't know if Whoopi then spoke out again about it. I haven't heard anything. Like, I'm curious if she did to basically say, like, that wasn't what I meant at all. I'm not such a me, or if she didn't address it. Like, that's an interesting thing to think about. You know, I will say um, the issue with the women on The View is because they're older, they don't necessarily know um, the vernacular that we use some of the times where it's like, okay, here's how we express things and here's how we quote 2019 it to make it you know more sensitive more appropriate so it could have been Whoopi's way of you know kind of taking that 2019 side and just like putting it on technology but it's just maybe her words got I don't know I'm not trying to defend her I'm just trying to say like the thing with the view is these women are so much older and they live in such a time period that it's a very different view than we have totally totally and I mean I would never in a million years think that it was her intention like never did Whoopi set out to hurt Bella and also my thing was like, even if you 100% were on Whoopi's quote side in this, I still think it was really hard to watch those videos of Bella. Like that was, was a girl that was so genuinely shaken. Like she was really freaking I out. I mean, and here's the thing about Who- Whoopi that I will say is that if I was Whoopi and I made these comments and no matter how th- right I thought I was originally, if I saw somebody who's clearly much younger than me and clearly very distraught about a situation that affected her her in the first place and not myself, I would be so apologetic. And she may have been. Who are we she to say may she have hasn't? Been. Yeah, she may have been. I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but that's how I would have, I would have been incredibly apologetic and, and understanding, but yeah. I don't know. Um, let me take you now to the next story. This was Miley Cyrus versus Nicki Minaj in this kind of bizarre thing that, Julie, I want you to explain it because I'm so a little confused. I'm going to explain it, but I, I too have some confusion here. Um, <laughs> if anybody knows anything, please let us know. Nicki Minaj, on her latest episode of a radio show, Queen Radio, which gets a little dicey most of the time, if not all of the time, um, was talking about Miley Cyrus saying, and I quote, Purdue chickens can never talk shit about queens. I had just seen her after she sucked Mike Will's dick in the studio. She disrespected me in a magazine article for no reason. Now you're coming out with pink wigs. All you bitches want to be Nikki. So breaking down that quote, because obviously it's fucking confusing. As for the Purdue chicken, I have no idea. I have no idea how that reference or that comparison came to mind. I don't know how Purdue chickens are ever compared to queens. I've never like read a child story where it's like, and then the Purdue chicken went up to the queen. Nope, never heard of that. (laughs) To break down the rest of that, starting with I'd seen her after she sucked Mike Will's dick in the studio. Mike Will is a music producer who worked on Miley on her album Bangers, which came out in 2013. And then again, her most recent album, She Is Coming. Whether or not she sucked his dick, I don't know. I don't believe so. Was she with Liam at the time? I I, I don't know if it was a, a metaphorical sucking his dick. Ah, the classic metaphorical dick I, sucking. Yes. But again, it could have been Nikki being like she full on sucked. I don't I don't know. Um, the magazine article where she said she disrespected me in a magazine article for no reason goes back literally to the 2015 VMAs when Nikki was so upset because she claimed that she got snubbed from Video of the Year for Anaconda, and Miley had won, and she came out in this magazine article being like. Like, okay, so Nikki said her reasoning for thinking that she was snubbed was because she felt that MTV gave preferential treatment to her slim-figured white female peers in in their highest category. And Miley said to New York Times, if you do things with an open heart and you come at things with love, you would be heard and I would respect your statement. Not to sound like a bitch, but it's like, eh, I didn't get my VMA. So we're now then going back to a newspaper article from four years ago that Nikki still has issues with. Then the pink wigs refers to Miley's character in Black Mirror, the Ashley O thing, like... 
I, I forgot that Nikki had a monopoly over pink wigs. Uh, we should have told Black Mirror before we would have done a purple wig. It would have been all avoided. <laughs> and the other reason for the beef is like the real reason that this is coming up again is because Miley has her song Catitude, which in it is the lyric, I'm sorry, Miley, but I listened to, to Cardi. How'd I do? You did great. There was, was a lot to unfold there for like a lot of information that I'm still confused about. No, I think you did really well. I mean, if anybody's confused about her uh, misstep, she meant I love you, Nikki. What I said? You said I love you, Miley. I think I love you, got Nikki. It. But yeah, I know. Just just making oh. sure. No, it's okay. You're doing great. Um, we we have known nothing else on that. I did have to say though, which we will get into in the Kardashian recap. For the first time in my life, I did listen to Queen Radio when Black China was on because, obviously, and we'll tell you a couple things about that later. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Let's move on. Queen Radio is like, there is always drama with Queen Radio. No, yeah, it's intense. So we just want to stop to tell you guys about Dave.com. Overdraft fees, if you are anything like me, you cannot stand them. I believe that it's time for them to die. Those surprise bank charges over a couple of bucks in your account are useless, painful, and nothing but pure profit for big banks. But thanks to the Dave app, you never have to pay an overdraft fee again. So let me explain to you what it is. Basically, Dave is the number one budgeting app in America because it saves you from overdraft fees, tells you about upcoming bills, and can advance you $75 from your next paycheck with no credit check and no interest. The amazing thing about the Dave app is that it's literally $1 a month, which equates to $12 a year. It's way less than an overdraft fee, and you'll never have to pay one again. It can help you budget for upcoming expenses, text you if you're spending too much, and if you need cash fast, they can advance you $75 in just 90 seconds. Also, my personal favorite thing about this is that Mark Cuban is an investor in Dave because he got crushed by overdraft fees in his 20s and he wants you to never pay an overdraft fee again, which a Mark Cuban endorsement to me, I mean, what could be better? There are 3 million people that currently use Dave to save up to $1,000 a year in overdraft fees, and that's why it's the number one budgeting app in the App Store. So go to dave.com slash celebs. It really helps the show if you let them know you heard it here. And then download Dave and never pay another overdraft fee again. It's immediate savings. Go now, dave.com slash celebs. It's spelled just like it sounds, dave.com, D-A-V-E dot com slash celebs. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company for every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Moving on now to Cardi B. So <laughs> Cardi B has been indicted by a grand jury for her alleged participation in a fight at a Queen's strip club last summer. The exact charges are still sealed under her arraignment, um, which is scheduled for June 25th, which is tomorrow. So by the time this episode comes out, it'll be the day of her arraignment. 
backstory was that Cardi was arrested in October for allegedly participating in an attack on two bartenders at the Flushing Strip Club. The two claimed that they were injured by bottles and chairs thrown inside the club. The brawl happened last August, allegedly after Cardi believed one of the female bartenders had a relationship with her husband, Offset. So clearly that's where all this stems from. Her attorney said that he's not aware of any evidence that she has caused anyone harm. So in a comment that we didn't post because there was just no reason to and it was deleted, but I'm going to tell you if you're listening, someone commented on her video that she posted about her song with Lil Nas X and wrote, you're going to jail, do not pass go. And she responds in all capitals, my lawyer is a Jew, he going to chew up all the charges. <laughs> we're Jewish, as, so we're allowed as, to read it. As two Jews, yeah. I was not comfortable posting that comment, but I am comfortable saying that there is some validity to that <laughs> statement. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I bet you her legal team was on her to delete that, like, stat. I mean, we saw it. I was like, Julie, can you believe it? You sent it to me. You're like, what do we do with this? I was like, we do nothing, but we just, like, think about it for a second because holy shit. I read it to my dad. And he was like, well, she got a point. My, <laughs> my dad said the same thing. Um, what I will say about this situation with Cardi is whether you love her or hate her, she's got a young child at home. She's got a successful career. I don't think anyone's wishing her to go to jail. No. So I hope we can figure this all out. I mean, this girl, I'm talking, talk about like someone who goes hard. I don't know if you guys saw this. Last week, she's at her concert. She's in this like rainbow sequined jumpsuit and it just rips. And I feel like any other performer at her magnitude would rush into like an emergency wardrobe change and all this stuff. She literally takes it off, puts on a robe and performs fully in just a bra and a robe. I no. love her. I like literally am Cardi's biggest fan. Without skipping a beat. And also now that we're saying this, I have to tell you, I have to tell them what happened this morning. We're in the Uber on the way here. And um, which, by the way, we called a regular UberX and this amazing BMW showed up. It was an is, amazing day. We knew it was going to be a good day when yeah, that happened. Exactly. And we're sitting there and on the radio, they're talking. They're like, and rapper couple Offset and Cardi B talking about their birthday party for their uh, one-year-old daughter, Culture. And then Julie looks at me and she goes, 400,000 and literally the announcer seconds after is like expected to cost 400,000 and she looks at me she's like no one knows offset cardi trivia like me no no one no one cares no one knows like me I fucking I'm obsessed with them I could watch every single thing they do she put somebody tweeted at her last night and was like everyone said offset dances better than you she's like yeah we're gonna see who knocks the fuck out after sex first tonight like I was like <laughs> this is unbelievable they need their own reality show need there yeah. must be people in talks that because there's just no way that they aren't getting one I completely agree Okay, let's move on to another really happy thing. This isn't a story. It's just something we want to acknowledge because I thought it was iconic in pop culture. Rihanna was on Seth Meyers for his um, segment, like, day drinking. And there's nothing to say other than, first of all, watch it. It's about 13 minutes. And second of all, this woman, we forget because Rihanna doesn't give us the same amount of publicity that I think we would like in terms of, like, she's not as forthcoming about her life, which is totally fine. We just obviously crave it. We forget how cool and funny she is. Like, aside from being talented and gorgeous and, and all these other things, she's so real. She is perfect. And I do not use that word lightly. No, you And don't. I feel very strongly about assigning that. I could, first of all, somebody took a clip of that Rihanna on Seth Meyers drinking and edited down to only the parts where she's laughing. And I could have watched seven hours of her laughing. She's a very contagious laugh. You definitely should should just watch it if you haven't. It's literally it's 13 so good. Minutes. She's so personable and so funny and so, like, I amazing she's just amazing i'm sorry i can't my favorite part about that was a clip that we actually posted where he's like so rihanna you know if i want to really have a romantic night with my wife like i just want to blow her away what do i do and she's like you said it it. blow Blow your wife (laughs) and he's like he just kind of like freaks out for a second he's like this is a network television show and we were all just sitting there loving i mean obviously we were loving because it's so you know the thing with rihanna is now that her fenty line is coming out i feel like we've been seeing a little bit more press from her than we usually did and i feel 
you know, when she has albums coming out, she does this level of press. She just hasn't had albums in a while. So it's been all like her Fenty makeup, which is largely a, like social media campaigns. It's not really in-person interviews, but I feel like taking the step forward with this line and she has to reach a broader audience, especially people who are willing to spend money on a high-end fashion line that may not spend their time on social media. And she has to, you know, reach that way through TV and interviews and whatever. And Every time she does an interview, I'm just not even blown away by how amazing or like anything she is, which she is, just like how personable and funny she is. Like we were watching that interview last night where she's like talking about, you know, wanting clothes that, you know, on models and on mannequins that look like her that are curvy. She's like, I got boobs now. I don't even know what to do with them. She's like, I don't even know how to sleep anymore. Yeah. The, the woman's like, so how's that? How's that uh, going for you? And she's like, I, I literally don't know what to do. Like it was so just real. I love her. I could talk. I, honestly, you have to stop me because I could talk about her for hours. Okay, let's move on to the. I mean, I could do. Let's move on to the next story, which was Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello dropped their music video for the song "Senorita." Okay, this is one of those situations that just takes over Instagram. I mean, the music video was everywhere. Talk about excellent promotion from a from an artist. I mean, Shawn Mendes' promotion is always excellent, but. Here's the thing, like he is, we've been vocal about the fact, clearly he's a good looking guy. He's not our type at all. He's like way too clean cut, but I get it. I get it. Obviously I get the appeal. There was a meme I saw the other day and it was like, it was like at guys who shave, like grow the fuck up and grow a beard. I was yeah. like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I so felt that one. <laughs> <laughs> our podcast producer is nodding. Um, so obviously also Camilla, she's dropped dead gorgeous. And there are these two very hot people. They they do this music video, which was basically, I mean, Benny Blanco commented on it. I was like, this should be on Pornhub, which. It should have been. Not the type that I watch, but like, I get it. <laughs> um, and there was so yeah, many going back funny- to the clean cut thing. <laughs> There were so many really funny um, comments on it. Ryan Tedder, he comments on everything, so we can't post them all, but he commented one. He's like, got you guys a room 37F, like Wi-Fi included. That was really funny. It was really funny. Um, Of course, the point that we're going to discuss, because everybody wants us to, is are they a possible couple? In my opinion, 100% hard no. What do you think? I say possible that they come out as a couple, possible that it's a sincere couple. I'm not sure. I I, think I could definitely see them coming out as like a like a little. Can I make a reference? Lil Xan, Noah Cyrus. Yeah, like a little uh, Columbia Records put those two together in a room and said, "I don't even know if it's Columbia, but that's what uh, yeah. Lil Xan and Noah claimed." Um, listen, it's possible that they could be a couple. I'm not saying it's out of the question, craziest thing ever. They would be a hot couple. Also, I just don't know if it's. Uh, can I say my reasoning for why I could not see them being a couple? Yes. Again, this is completely, I have zero basis for saying this. Like, I have no knowledge. I just think that her type, I would imagine her type to be an older guy, potentially. Interesting. You know what I mean? I think that they just wouldn't work as a couple because they've just, I I feel like there's just such a friendship there. Right. They've been friends for a while, right? The quote stands would respond to that and be like, yeah, well, the best couples start out in intense friendships. So I don't know. My mom would agree with that statement, too. Yeah. I mean, so would I dated thomas for seven years <laughs> you guys like worked backwards <laughs> they, they, they they i feel like the entire sometimes audience sometimes i feel so bad for thomas because all we do is we're like we talk about him but he he never is mad about it he always sends me because he works we at, never get mad he works at we work and he's like yeah the girl next to me was like listening to the podcast and, and told me that i was mentioned he's like he like he'll text me he'd be like you talked about me i'm like no it was nothing bad it's so funny I love thomas. yeah oh my god i didn't tell him i could go to his party on saturday oh yeah you hope he wasn't waiting for me i don't think he was <laughs> i have to tell him that i think you figured it out by now <laughs> Okay, um, in other potential relationship news, but this is confirmed, Cara Delevingne and Ashley Benjamin. Potential? Benjen. They've been dating for a year. I love this couple. Please get into it. I fucking love them. Okay, Cara Delevingne and Ashley Benson, after a year of dating, finally confirmed their relationship by Cara posting a video on Instagram of the two kissing. Julie writes in her notes, I personally thought the picture of them carrying the sex bed into their shared house was confirmation enough, but apparently people needed things a little more straightforward. 
fucking I agree with you. <laughs> That's hilarious, and I so agree. First of all, as if we any of us had any doubt. What? They're literally, like, together every single second of every day. They literally live together. They literally have a sex bench. If you remember correctly, when this story broke, Kara uploaded a picture of herself wearing a really short dress, and Ashley commented on it, like, I see your sushi emoji. We posted it, Okay. The comment was then, I think, deleted, and Ashley came out saying that her account was hacked. She never said someone made those comments, but she said her account was hacked, alluding to the fact of, like, I wasn't the one who commented that. Todd, to me, I... I don't think hackers are that creative. Like, I don't give hackers the better... Like, listen, hackers can steal nudes. They can do all they want, but they can't come up with creative emojis. Well, they're also not going to create a whole false narrative about whether or not they're dating. Like, that's not a hacker's first priority. Like, if you get into Ashley Benson's thing, you know what? I'm going to trick the world into thinking that's her and That's the Cara. kind of hacker I want to be. <laughs> I want to log on to Drake's Instagram and just comment on a random girl's Insta and be like, I'm in love with you. I'm random. You mean yours? <laughs> I keep mine on private. <laughs> Anyway, so that <laughs> happened. Um, at the Trevor Live Gala, when asked why she finally decided to go public, Kara said, and I quote, I don't know because it's pride. It's been 50 years since Stonewall happened, and I don't know. She, I don't know. And then she says, it's been just about our one-year anniversary, so why not? And then in her speech at the gala, she also said, I also have another very special woman in this room to thank, and you know who you are. She's one of the people who helps me love myself when I needed it most, and I really needed it. She showed me what real love is and how to accept it, which is a lot harder than I thought. First of all, beautiful words. Second of all, we're just a big fan of them together. I mean, huge fan. Full disclosure, though, basically anything Cara Delevingne does, we're a big fan of. So in my mind, it's almost elevating Ashley's coolness. Like I've yeah, always thought. I agree. I agree. If you guys remember, I think it was last year. It was actually when we were on the Chicks in the Office show for the first time. It was when Paris Jackson and Cara Delevingne. I were, liked them, too. Yeah, we're rumored to be together. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, she just has it. She's like one yeah. of those girls that just. Uh, you know when I realized that? I've always really liked Cara Delevingne, but when I saw her walking in the Chanel fashion show and she was just like, ah, oh, she looked incredible. She was just oozed like coolness. Yeah. There's, a, she just gives off the coolest vibe. There's no other word than just cool. You know what kind of vibe she gives off? It's the same vibe I get from Alicia Keys. Just like, you are chill, you are cool, you do your own thing and like, go you. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I'm going to make it very clear that you all know that I don't give a fuck, but I'm going to do it in a very respectful way. Yeah. You know why? It's because in order to give off the vibe that you don't give a fuck, you have to like – you can't say I don't give a fuck. You just have to give off that energy. Mm -hmm. Like anybody who says they don't give a fuck gives all of the fucks. Exactly. That's like Alicia Keys going up to every word ceremony, no makeup. That is a tangible example of zero fucks given. Yeah. Don't tell me. Don't stand there with your full glam and saying I don't give a fuck. You do. Listen, I, I fully give fucks. Listen, we all give fucks. <laughs> we give lots of fucks. All the fucks in the world, we both give. Absolutely. Okay. Um, moving on to the last thing. I don't even want to talk about this for more than four minutes, okay? But I have to just – so many people were messaging us about this, so I'm going to talk about it. It's not a celebrity story, but it's fucking crazy, and I just want to get into it for one second. So what we're talking about here is the influencer engagement that was done on Instagram. If you're as confused as we initially were, let me explain it. So I'm still confused. There, The backstory is that there was this influencer. Her name is Marissa Fuchs, and she is – her handle is Fashion Ambitionist. She's also the director of partnerships at Goop. So basically her boyfriend of like a million years, this guy Gabe Grossman, did a real-time engagement where basically it was all drawn out on social media. It was over the course of a couple of days where he was uploading videos to his story and, her, and she, and, was, and she yeah. was re uploading them. It was like kind of there's no way I'm gonna explain this fully clearly, but basically taking her on this couple day adventure to get engaged. He wasn't there. Let me like clarify for a couple of things. He wasn't there for this. It was like essentially done as a scavenger hunt where it was like 
the backstory here that's important to understand is her the reason they they did this like this is that her parents had gone through a really nasty divorce and she had you know been left with a lot of trust issues with that and felt like she never really wanted to get married or if she was going to get married it had to be done so quickly before she freaked out and like derailed the whole thing herself so his idea for doing this was like okay i'm gonna give her her bridal party her bachelorette party her engagement party everything in one weekend and we'll get married at the end of it so the way he did it was he set up this whole scavenger hunt that it, she went to Miami for a bachelorette party. She went here for this. And it ended with them getting married in Paris. Also to note, though, he – every destination that she went to, she was, like, a little bit expecting him to be there. And he wasn't there. So, like, she goes to Miami. She's having this huge dinner at, like, Prime 112 with her entire family. And all of a sudden he comes on the screen. And, like, in the video it's like – well, open the door and we're all expecting she, he's, she's going to open the door and he's going to be there and she opens the door and he's like, actually, I figured like I'd meet you somewhere else. And it, the, it it was very, very creatively done. As Julie said, it ends with them ending up in Paris. They get engaged and within like 10 minutes of getting engaged, they get married right on site. It wasn't a legal marriage because the papers were too complicated to be able to do it in Paris on short notice, but it was a, a marriage. Their whole family was there. The, 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 the flip side. flip side to this is at first, everybody's kind of like, what is going on here? Because whether or not you think it's the most ridiculous kind of disgusting thing ever, it still was kind of crazy and we couldn't turn away. But what was really interesting was a deck came out that was released by one of the, I guess, agencies that they had pitched this to. This was such an elaborate pitch. It was like a four-page deck trying to get brands involved in all of this. For example, the hotels that they stayed at or the airlines that they flew, this whole thing trying to get um, brands to sponsor this and to make this like definition textbook influencer work so the way that people felt i don't know if betrayed is the right word but uh, the, the issue they took with this is that they felt like it became inauthentic once they found out there was a deck my opinion on this is that she still didn't know i think he did this whole deck and he did this whole thing and maybe it made it for social media and it made it a little inauthentic because it was so quote influencer i still think that like their relationship's real i think that she didn't have knowledge of this whole thing being set up, but I can <laughs> fully understand why people, you know, fell out of the story. I personally was never into the story. I thought the whole thing was kind of ridiculous. And like, if you're going to have this crazy intimate moment, there's no reason it needs to be on social media. That's just my opinion. Also interesting to note, though, is that up until maybe like the end of this trip, she had in her bio director of partnerships at Goop, and then it was taken out. I have zero inside knowledge of this. This is just my thought. I would imagine that Gwyneth was not so thrilled or someone on the team was not so thrilled with that being a thing. Like That was my initial – I saw that and I was like, there's no way Goop is is at all happy with this. And then I read an article that came out. Her – I don't know who exactly it was. It was like one of the top people at Goop said, first of all, Marissa didn't go through the correct channels to approve this and we're still looking into this matter. And please know while we are very happy for her – this is not at all a reflection of Goop. This was not in partnership with Goop. Like they wanted to remove themselves as far from the equation as possible. So my initial suspicion, uh, suspicion was correct. Yeah, um, I think it was a combination of you know the the social media side of it, the deck, the extravagance. That it was like, of course, Goop doesn't want to be involved in this, and nor should they have to be. It has nothing to do with just because somebody works for them doesn't mean that this is their involvement. One of the interesting things that he had said. Um, and I think this was in the New York Times article that you had sent me, was that he was basically like, I understand how extravagant this was, but 
for me to do a wedding the way I would have wanted to in the city with all of our family and then a honeymoon after would have cost the same amount, if not less, which is totally understandable. I just, I don't know. I could have got on board with the whole thing, but. The whole, yeah, we're going to end this conversation because it's just so pointless. But it's, it's definitely also, talking about it way more than I wanted it, to, but I felt like there were some things to well, explain to people that didn't understand. And it's not like people weren't interested. We got so many messages about this. It's like one of those things you can't look away. It's like, you know, a bad accident. You like can't look away. My one thing that I have to say about this is, I think the reason Julie and I had such a hard time wrapping our heads around it is because it is the exact opposite of anything we would ever want. Like, we still have our personal accounts on private. Like, we have no desire to be any sort of influencer or any sort of famous, anything like that. So this, to me, it's like, this is the most intimate moment of your life with the love of your life, with your parents, your whole family there, and you want everybody following along and then opening yourself up to criticism. I just I hate know. it. I it's just like, hate- why would you ruin, like, the happiest, like, moment or, like... I don't know. I don't know. Let's but, just but move on. Because ma- mazel tov to, to them. I wish them literally a lifetime of happiness and crazy adventures and going to Paris more, but it's just not for me. Amen. Okay. Are there any other major news stories you want to talk about? You don't before? want to talk about Tana? Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. I feel like it's Christmas and I surprised you. Like I took you to Disney World you and did. let you talk about Tana. Okay. This is another one where we have to limit ourselves because we could talk about this at length, but I know that most of you don't care, but I know that some of you that do care really will appreciate this. Let me start by saying every time we talk about the vlog squad, which is David Dobrik, we get messages trickling that say, I never knew of this guy. I started watching and now I'm addicted. I'm telling you, I will. I make this plug for him every single time you think that I work for him. David Dobrik vlogs are addicting. Because of him, I got into the world of YouTube. And after that, we started to be acquainted with this girl, Tana Mojo. She is a YouTuber. She is as out there as one can be. Zero filter. Like literally the definition of zero fucks. Um, she is self-proclaimed as incredibly ratchet. But also the definition of says she gives zero fucks, but clearly gives fucks. Well, yeah. So she... How do we trademark that? <laughs> it's too long. <laughs> Let me just c- catch you up to speed really quickly. So she was dating this guy who looked like Justin Bieber. He's like known as the Justin Bieber lookalike. He cheated on her. It was a whole thing. Whatever. She now... Whatever. <laughs> she now started dating. And again, I'll, I'll get into the specifics of this. Jake Paul. Jake Paul, as you know, bro- brother of Logan Paul, one of the most controversial YouTubers. He started Team 10 and Team 10 Uncut. This guy is, I mean, some think he's incredibly problematic. Some love him. Whatever it is, he makes a fuckload of money because of how aggressive he is social media-wise and how this empire that he has built. Okay, so listen. They start dating and they call it hashtag Jana. Everybody was kind of confused and them too because they made it very clear this is just for clout like it was the joke it was like yeah we're just doing this for views we're doing this for clout tana has an mtv show called tana turns 21 because she turns 21 yesterday coming out and this was all hype for that i think what happened was that they actually started to kind of like each other what well what happened today em come on apparently they're engaged now (laughs) so at i mean listen you have to understand that up until today, we still don't have confirmation that this relationship is real. This could still be literally for clout, as they both would say. Um, but we're recording the Jordan Gate episode. And I'm like looking at my phone and I like get this like breaking news alert that like Jake Paul and Tana Mojo are engaged. And I'm like, there's just no way this is real. And then I start to look into it a little more and they're making it seem like it's real. It's her 21st birthday. He brought out a cake that said, will you marry me, Tana? There's a ring. Yeah, personally, I think it's 100% fake, but I still think it's an amazing storyline that I'm going to follow because this is, talk about guilty pleasure, this is my guilty pleasure. 
I know that I'm potentially becoming less intelligent by watching it and I just don't give a shit. I'm willing to sacrifice those brain cells to watch this content because I'm fully addicted to it. I think she is so wild and out there and I can't believe a person like her exists and that's why she's so addicting to watch. Also, he gifted her, the whole joke is that she can't drive and so she wanted a car from him and he bought her like an $120,000 matte black G-Wagon, like literally G63, I literally could orgasm from saying it. I mean, oh my God. And then they went to um, Vegas for her birthday on this whole part. The whole thing was just insane. And that's a story that we are following. What if it's real? Is there any part of you that's like, yeah, they're engaged. They're going to get married. Or do you think they'll genuinely get married, do this whole thing, and it is still a fake yeah, relationship? Exa- that, yeah, that's what I think. So then do they have to get real divorced? Like, what well, if like, they have kids? It's like David Dobrik when he married. He, it's a little different than when David Dobrik married Jason's mom. No, but I'm saying he actually did it, and then he actually yes. had to get divorced. So it's the same kind of thing. But yeah. That's for YouTube views. I mean, it's all we live in a world where things are for views, whether or not you like it, and they're doing it for views. And you know what? I'm so there's watch. a zero, zero, zero percent part of you thinks that this is actually genuinely real at all. I think that they actually genuinely really do like each other and are realizing how similar they are. But I don't believe that there's any uh, legitimacy to them being f- engaged for real. But but who knows? I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong too. I don't not because I'm rooting for them. Because <laughs> holy fuck. What are these two thinking that they're gonna get engaged? The memes would be insane. No, I was gonna ask a question. Do oh. they hook up? Yeah. Can you talk about it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Isabel's no, like, look, here's the thing. Isabel's in the corner. I don't even want to cut that part out. Because Isabel's in the corner because she refuses. Every single time we're like, let's just walk, watch a little. And I have trouble getting through a full episode of it. But Isabel's like, do not put on the TV. I will leave the apartment. I will not watch anything. And then all of a sudden, this bitch is in the corner. Like, can you talk about whether or not they hook up? I just think that you should touch on it. We're like, we know you want to know for your own genuine interest. Everyone else knows they've taken 10 minutes to look into it. You've just been distant until this point. Well, Isabel, to answer your question, um, Yes, they have kissed and like made out a little bit on camera, but they allude to it all the time. You and I had this conversation yesterday. We always play the game of like celebrity sex tape we died to see. Again, that's annoying disclaimer that I'm going to give. Clearly only consensual. This is If people release it, we're not looking to hack. Remember that one crazy guy that messaged us? Clearly we're saying if this was consensual. Anyway. They don't even release it. This is a hypothetical game. Yes. How do we have to have consent it's a, in a hypothetical I'm game? I'm just because people are crazy. Fully hypothetical game. Tana and Jake Paul is number one on my list. You can take Haley and Justin. You can take You can take anyone you want. I would watch Jake and Tana any day of the week. So fine. Let's play this game. Let's, we're going to play like a bracket game. Ooh. We're starting with Tana and Jake that you're saying is your top. J-Lo and A-Rod. That's your top? No, I'm asking you. You have to pick one. Oh, Tana. I, Julie, this is a pointless game because I'm going to pick Do you think there's time. not one couple that I could say to you that would that would derail this? Listen, Haley and Justin, a close second. Scott and Courtney. Scott and, no, Scott and Sophia. Scott and Sophia was my next one. Close second. But still, I know I hate myself for saying this. It's still Tana and Jake. And you know something? If Tana was sitting right here, which she will be one day because, like, she follows us, it's just inevitable, she would say the same thing. She'd be like, fuck, she'd be so down for it, I feel like. Well, obviously, she'd want your sex, her sex tape to be the one you want to see more than anyone else's. That's, like, <laughs> her fucking dream for anybody to say that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other ones that I could throw you. No, I'm, I'm sticking firm. Okay. We'll post this in the Patreon group later. Which, by the way, is the best thing we've ever done. No, it's the most fun I've ever had in my whole life. We get emails from everyone like, I'm so happy I joined. Like, I feel like I have this community. It's like, you know, you don't get it. We feel like we have a community. Seriously, these people, last night when we were watching that episode, the Kardashian episode, and, and people are writing like, oh my God, the mugs that Courtney's using. It's like, yes, you are my fucking people. What was the hilarious story that happened that I wanted to say about Patreon when we were in the group? Oh my God, when we were doing the story... Me and Emma are so high. We're sitting on the couch and we have to do the story for 
um, like plugging the episode, and it was, we, we it was the caption on it was, <laughs> "What a difference nine years make." And she said that, what a difference nine years make. And I was like, no, it's makes. What a difference nine years makes. Isabel's like, no, it's makes. We are both going at Emma. We're like, you're so dumb that you think it's make. And then all of a sudden I keep saying, and I'm like, make. What a difference nine years make. What a difference nine years make. And I, I, can't, I cannot. I cannot figure out which one it is. I swear to God, we were going crazy. We're like, if the singular of the subject is singular, then the makes would be plural. It, we were going crazy. We were posting it in the Patreon group, literally videos of us fighting about it we oh we, we were in hysterics and then we turned on them and then they're like no i think it's makes i'm like you guys are all wrong they're like you thought it was makes originally too we, no we got into like a, it was like the uh yanni or laurel or like the blue dress or the black or the gold dress that's literally what was happening to us it was insane i was happy we had them okay can we move on to the award ceremony is there anything else yeah i guess okay i'm sorry this is so this is a crazy episode let's uh i think we've had crazier you don't think yeah i'm just having we fun. started off good yeah we started off good and then we got derailed by tana we're just gonna take a second to tell you guys about ritual So we all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy in the long run. But even if we try really hard to eat kale salads and drink green smoothies and do all these other things that are constantly being preached to us, we're still most likely not getting all of the essential nutrients that we need on a daily basis. So enter Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Ritual's essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough from our food, all in their clean, absorbable forms. No shady additives or ingredients that can do more harm to your body than good. It's literally two easy-to-take capsules that provide nine nutrients you need to support a strong foundation for your health. So Ritual sent us these vitamins, and we tried them, and I genuinely really like them. I hadn't been taking a multivitamin for a while now, and Isabel's sitting on the floor next to me right now, and she's, like, nodding her head because they really were good. I liked them. I enjoyed the way that I felt. Um, The thing is, it's the multivitamin reimagined. So from D3 to omega-3, Ritual's Essential for Women helps fill gaps in a woman's diet. The other amazing thing is that They have a no-nausea capsule design, which is gentle on an empty stomach, and there's a mint tab in every bottle to keep things fresh because with a lot of omega-3s or fish oils, you have that kind of like fishy smell. I swear to God, we opened the bottle, and I was like, oh my God, this is like so minty fresh. I was not expecting that. Also, the best thing is that it's traceable and transparent. So if you are an obsessive label reader like myself, you would really appreciate this. All of Ritual's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients and their sources are out there for the whole world to see. It's so important. Like, you don't want to put something into your body that you don't know what is what is in that. So again, listen, better health doesn't happen overnight. And right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash celebs to start your ritual today. Again, that's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash celebs. Okay, now back to the show. We are now transitioning to our award ceremony. This wasn't, I'm going to say, honestly, this wasn't the most active week we've ever had in the world of comments. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Like there were some good ones, but it wasn't crazy. So for funniest, there were two nominees. The first was Kevin Hart. So The Rock posted a Jeopardy question that was, in Central Intelligence, Dwayne teamed up to catch a spy with, with this actor of smaller stature. And Kevin comments, smaller stature? What the fuck does that mean? Jesus Christ, man. Really funny. I mean, first of all, the fact that, like, I love, there's something that I love about celebrities posting the fact that they're Jeopardy clues. They love it. It's Well, The Rock was a whole category. Yeah, The Rock was a whole category. That's the coolest thing. It's like, imagine you're not only a question, you're an entire category, number That's one. That's crazy. Um, so there's that. Our second nominee was Dax Shepard. So Ashton Kutcher posted this video of him and Mila, which 
anytime he does anything remotely like that, I just love because we do not get enough of them. And I love that them Agreed. as a couple. So I guess In Touch Weekly had run this ridiculous story about them breaking up and all this stuff. And he posted a video of it, of them talking about it. And he wrote, I guess it's over at In Touch Weekly. Have fun, have fun selling magazines this week. Maybe next week my wife will be having twins for the third time. But who's counting? And Dax Shepard comments, damn it, I was going to take a run at MK. I want a refund. I love that. Those are the comments that it's like, this is why we have this account. The video also was amazing. He's like, oh, turns out you got the kids. She's like, he's like, I don't even get to see them at all. It was just, it's just quality all around. Qual- yeah, quality all around. So congratulations, Jack Shepard. You are the recipient for funniest comment of the week. And for best clapback, we honestly, okay, there weren't that many clapbacks this week. And that's fine. Like, we don't look for them. That's not, okay. It's, it's, <laughs> we don't look for them. We're not dying for them. We, we appreciate them. upon them. That's a whole other story. Yeah, but anyway, Lisa Rinna was wearing this amazing pink outfit. And someone comments, Skin is too slick looking and spray tan around knees a little dark. Outfit on point. And she responds, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, yeah, I mean, leave the, leave her alone. This woman, Lisa Rinna, receives so much hate. Like, she's constantly clapping back because these people are so unbelievably Don't annoying. Don't you feel like that's how you know she's doing it right, though? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, dumb people are, like, hating on her. She looks that fucking good. Are you kidding? Yeah, and she just she really doesn't care. She's the best time. I mean, we're huge fans of hers. So congratulations, you, Lisa. You are the recipient for this week's best clapback. Not that you had such amazing competition, but you would have gotten it anyway. Yeah. Fair to say. Okay, guys, let's move on to our Kardashian recap. This is obviously our favorite part, although I'm, <laughs> I don't even know what to talk about because all I want to talk about is Jordan and Tristan, and like we just did an hour on that. But we'll talk I about guess a couple we'll talk other about things. the other stuff. First things first, right after we finished recording the Jordan Kate episode, um, we found out that Jordan is the new – is it the new face of Boohoo or announced her new line with Boohoo? Um, it's like a little unclear. She wrote like Jordan Times Boohoo. So, so whatever that is. Um, she has some big collaboration with them. This was so expected. So many people were saying that the day after this episode aired, she was going to announce a big brand deal and those people were completely right. And you know what? Good for her. A thousand percent good for her. I mean I've, I said it in the last episode. She is seriously like making business moves. There are two different ways that this could have gone down. You agree with me, right? Yes. Okay. So next thing that happened in the world of Kardashian, or one of the things that we really want to talk about, Tiffany Soraya, who is a very good friend of Kylie, Sophia, kind of everyone. It was her birthday. And they had this amazing party for her. Let me tell you something. Sophia Richie has never looked better. Kylie posted a video to her story of Sophia. She's in a rhinestone bra. Her abs are just chiseled and beyond. She has her hair in, I would call it like a sophisticated bumpet style. Makeup on point. This woman is a goddess. I can't believe after seeing her at that party, you're still going to take Jake and Tana's sex tape <laughs> over there. There is it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my God, did you see her? She is truly, to me, beyond. Truly beyond, beyond because she's naturally stunning. Oh my God, she is so gorgeous. And my other huge takeaway from this party, which I was so excited about, was a while ago, Travis had posted a picture of this Louis Vuitton dining room table that Virgil Abloh made that was in a pop-up shop in, in um, Chrome Hearts in, in the flagship in New York. And... It was like it went to an anonymous bidder for $150,000. This table was like a huge deal. It was, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was everywhere. It's this chrome Louis Vuitton dining room table. It's the sickest thing in the entire world. I literally went to the pop up and posted one of my funniest Insta stories ever on that table. It is the, the bidder was Travis and Kylie. It is their dining room table at home. And we found this out because I think it was Tiffany or, or no, Iris. 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 Iris posted a picture in front of the table. And I'd, I had suspected a while ago when Travis had posted 
him with that table that they had gotten it but it was like it could have been anywhere like it could have still been in Virgil's possession and and Travis was just visiting it but then when she posted that in their dining room I was like holy fuck first of all yes I'm an investigative journalist second of all of course they have that table that is the most typical classic amazing thing ever there's nowhere else that I could imagine Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott dining on than a Chrome Hearts Louis Vuitton Virgil Abloh table like it just isn't gonna happen what is she gonna do mahogany are you crazy crazy? literally the sickest thing in the entire world remember I put I had my hands on it I wrote Western Wall Jerusalem yeah that was was fucking funny it was very my funniest sense of story was taken on Kylie and Travis's dining room table. Put that on your grave, seriously. Please do. Um, moving on to Kim, Courtney, Scott, and the kids in Costa Rica. This was a trip that's filmed for the upcoming season, I presume. And interesting to note, Sophia wasn't there. Not that she was expected to be, but since she was on the last vacation with Courtney. I mean, listen, there's nothing even to say here other than I could look at vacation pictures of Kim Kardashian holding Saint till the day I die and find absolutely nothing wrong with it. What about Kanye walking hand in hand into the airport with him? Are you kidding? What about Scott walking with Saint and his... No. Or Scott jet skiing with North? Fucking forget about it. Uncle Scott me the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally Uncle Scott me the fuck up. We should name that episode, this episode that. Like there is, we thought that, we talk about it every time. Just when you think it can't get hotter than Scott to as a dad, he literally is an uncle. Like, what? I, I'm telling you, girls are going to start saying uncle instead of daddy. <laughs> because of us. Sigmund Freud is shaking, <laughs> shaking. <laughs> that should be the title of this Sigmund episode. Freud is shaking. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Um, so there's that. I mean, they look amazing. Of course, of course, it wouldn't. I wouldn't be me if it wasn't my initial reaction to ask, where is everybody sleeping? Do Courtney and Scott have any sort of like, you know, uh, sexual tension early in the morning when they wake up before the kids or at night like of course those are my questions i don't know we just don't have answers to those you know i'm a hopeless romantic with them and i pray for that but like the rest of you we're just kind of in the dark so we'll see what happens lastly do you guys remember last week it was penelope north's shared birthday party and we were saying if you don't remember get the fuck out of here (laughs) anybody listening to this remember and we were saying you know it's kind of annoying that there wasn't that much insta story content because obviously we want to see every detail of it and julie made the smart um guess that maybe it was because it's a kid's party there are so many kids it's kind of hard to get you know permission from everyone but then courtney posted to push a whole detailed article about all the details about the party so it could have been a combination of the two, but that was a very smart move on Poosh's part because you oh know my God. we're all going to read it. First of all, and you know I'm Poosh's number one fan, so I stand by that decision. Yeah. Go you, Courtney. Literally, never release another picture again. <laughs> Only put it on Poosh and make people go to your website to see it. Yeah. Go you, Courtney. Go Poosh. <laughs> go Collagen Powder. <laughs> Julie literally is paid by Courtney on the side. I'm convinced. Nobody goes as hard for Poosh just for no reason. It's unbelievable. But that's not true because I walked over to the couch two days ago and she was looking at Poosh's articles like, no bullshit. She didn't know that I was behind her. It happened. Um, also, can you tell them what's going on with Kendall Stalker? Kinda. I, the story's <laughs> confusing because I don't know how you lose somebody from custody, but apparently they Kendall's had the stalker for a while. Um, it's actually a really dangerous situation. It's definitely not a laughing matter, but there's been multiple times where he's been arrested either on Kendall's property or trying to get onto her property. And if you know anything about where Kendall lives, it's obviously a gated community. Like, he had to scale the side of a hill to get there. So it's, like, obviously a very, like, nerve-wracking situation when anybody is, you know either trying that hard to get into your property or trying that hard to get into your home and then succeeding, it's very scary. But he was apparently detained by ICE in New Mexico and, like, was allegedly supposed to be deported. And then this report came out that they that he was off their radar and that the cops and his family didn't know where they are. So they are incredibly nervous that his plan is to go to Kendall or to go to her property. I don't know. 
I, it's it's a very uh, strange situation. Again, I'm not sure how you just lose track of somebody, especially if they're in custody. I have no idea. All I have to say, though, is that there's nothing that scares me more than celebrity stalkers. Like, I think that's a, that's an, another kind of crazy, really. I was talking to somebody on the train the other day. I remember my friend Sue that yeah. I met. Mm-hmm. Her son or her grandson, maybe her great nephew. I don't remember. She was talking a lot. <laughs> but was obsessed with Madonna and stalked him, stalked her hardcore, like hardcore stalked Madonna for years. And then now they're friends. She brought him on stage at one of her concerts. What? Crazy. I know. Sue had a lot of stories. Yeah, but that's that's the exception too. Oh, well, Madonna's also crazy. Yeah, but that's also the, the major exception. I mean. Oh, oh, I'm not like justifying. That was just like a fun snippet about a yeah, stalker. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I, like, Kendall and the stalker are going to become friends well, one day. Well, I was about to say, like, there's no way that Kendall's stalker is just going to like walk the runway with her next week. There's just no, there's that was, just no way. That was a Madonna specific situation. Yeah. But I was just saying, I met somebody and heard somebody yes. hardcore stalked Madonna really crazy i mean i always this is a question that when we talk about the questions we'd love to ask the kardashians i'm so curious about their security situation like we know they live in a gated community we know they have security with them everywhere they go is there security that's stationed outside of their homes 24 7 is there security that's stationed within their homes like what is that system like i'm so curious because i could imagine how that must be awful to not be able to go anywhere alone yeah i I always think of it as like my date with the president's daughter when she like runs away from so from Secret Service. Yeah. I feel like North's going to do that one day. It's so scary. I mean, it's such a scary reality that you have to, for your general, like, it's not even them being, like, bougie. It's literally for general safety safety. and well-being. And that's the other thing with the Kardashians. It's like, yeah, you have your people that are obsessed with you and your people that are stalking you because they're, like, this convoluted obsession. But then you have the other side where people genuinely hate you and you don't know what people, like, we all say, like, oh, my God, it's so illogical that somebody would hate a family they don't know that much that they would do something. But what do you know? Oh my God! What, what do you mean? Of course that. Of course they would. That's, and also then you have the totally take about take away them being just famous or like people's opinions just solely from a monetary perspective, like the robbery with Kim yeah. and Harris. I mean, they are aside from being everything else, they scream wealth and ostentatiousness. They have a target on their back. And they have yeah. a target on their back. And so I can imagine that. I mean, I think it's a really scary thing to to have to deal with. I feel I feel a lot of sympathy for Kendall in that situation. Yeah, I wonder what it's like with the kids at school. Well, that's what I'm saying. I bet. I mean, I can't imagine that any private school in Calabasas doesn't already have very intensive guidelines. But like, I am sure that they are not allowed to leave with a like, I bet they have the most intense security system for like, they cannot leave unless it's this person need to show their ID. Like, there's no way that they don't have such a no, 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 they must. I'm just worrying on like questioning like day to day. Is it like the school security? Do they hire private? There's a lot of questions I have that I don't even like want those questions answered because that's obviously their business but there's a lot of questions i have about their security yeah me too anything else in the world of kardashian that you want to bring up mm, i felt like there was something but i don't well, think- oh is- oh oh i have something yes yeah, she was waving her hand like a crazy person what's up well you know it's obviously about sunday service north is now in the regular choir at sunday service not the kids choir kim posted a video of her standing with like every other adult that's in the choir just singing it's the cutest thing ever. She loves Sunday service. She's the happiest girl in the world there, and I just wanted to talk about it. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I mean, she was born to do this. Literally born, born to be in Sunday service. Okay, guys, I think that's it for this week, unless there's anything last no, minute that you want to say. Thing. I am so excited for next week's Kardashian episodes that we can then also recap it. And we love you guys. Feel free to write a review if you feel so inclined. And uh, we will see you next week. Let's talk about baby making for a second, because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be, meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Frida Fertility. 
Free to Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Frida Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you.